All right, folks, tonight on Ship Chasing, we try to capture lightning in a bottle for the second time. Last year, Mike Leone came on these airwaves. The show got too late for him, and he said, hey, I got to get one of my training runs in. And so what did he do? He went out for a run while we drafted, and I said, you know what, Mike? I'm going to join you for that tonight. We're going to give it a shot. Again, it's raining out here by me. We'll see how my phone holds up, how the reception holds up. But we are going to talk some best ball with Mike Leone, and then we are going to hop into a draft, and Mike and I are going to hit the road. Let's see how it goes. Pat Fryer Helmo. <laughs> this is what? This is what I'm hot. Anita Hanjob. Fix your sight. Jamar. <laughs> Alpha play chase. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Are you me? You can't handle the heat. He looks like we're finally at this point. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. Ben Gretsch, Pat Corain, Michael Leone. How are we doing tonight, fellas? Good. Excited good. to be back talking with you guys. It's been a little bit. I know. How, it, it feels like we have you on fairly regularly, but I, I don't know. Time's flying. I mean, was it just at the beginning of draft season when you were last on? I think so. Right? Like right after the manifesto, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I missed that one. That was It was a couple months ago, right? God, I don't yeah. even know if that was, that was before the NFL well, draft or what. I don't even remember. I'm 53 BBM drafts deep now. And so it just like, it does seem like we've already lived a lifetime. <laughs> uh, Gretch, you said you just actually recently uh, got to dive into the manifesto now yeah. that you're a UD bro. Yeah, famously not uh UD bro prior. I had I had gone into it and, and read through it and looked at it a little bit, but it's so involved that not being somebody who was actually drafting a lot of these best ball teams, I didn't like read it closely. But yeah, I've recently been reading it really closely and I'm like, I, I, it's just, it's really good shit. I mean, could work, Leone. And I'm, thank I'm, you. All the stacking stuff is like, I'm doing a bunch of these slows and I'm finishing them up and I'm just like super excited to apply it. Like, I thought all the information on, on optimal uh, amounts of, of, players in stacks the the two qb three qb discussion finals to be very fascinating so anyway anyone hasn't checked it out it's all free over at established throne great stuff you got to be careful though gretch because you'll get whiplash like i get whiplash reading the manifesto and then doing a draft with sean you know and i got like this adp value in my head and sean's like fuck it we're reaching 40 <laughs> i'm like all right all right uh but it is super fun to start to blend all of those elements and trying to accomplish all those little micro edges outlined in there while also getting your guys um and staying on target but it is, it is a fun dichotomy and the the comments on the show has been doing with with all of you guys is is hilarious everyone really loves the different perspectives because they are coming at it from completely different angles i like the the thing on adp value is it's the best proxy we have for like objective rankings of the players but right. if you legitimately had better rankings like you know seagull value might be more predictive than adp <laughs> value you know what i mean so but it is it is fun. And it's right. If we knew the scores, we wouldn't worry about ADP value. We would just take yeah. the guys. Or if you're just points. like, if you're better than the market at predicting players, you'd obviously have some blend, which is like what we're trying to do at ETR. And Siegel, right. you know, pushes a little bit more towards his own ranks, whereas like I'm waiting ADP more. But the, the point is that like you you shouldn't only be drafting ADP value. This is the stuff that as I was reading through the manifesto in depth, like, ev like, it's obviously incredibly good, detailed, incredibly well sourced. I love the way you write because you're like, you know, there are caveats here and it's like very easy to follow what you're willing to actually take a stand on. But 
what there's stuff, you know, where, where there's stuff that's like open to interpretation, but on all of the different layers and all the different things. And it's been a big discussion this offseason in best ball. There was the, the pyramid that, that you guys already tear. Like, I think Herzig made it at ATR or whatever, like for all the things to yeah. think about But for each of those, it's like, this is the correct way to do it or the way that you would want to do it. But also the draft itself is going to drive you a certain direction. And you have to be willing to like think outside the box a little bit about where, like, where can you go off? Cause like to, to do a perfectly idealistic draft that does exactly what the manifesto says is not going to happen very often. Yeah, for sure. I'm team flexibility all the way. Pat's written about the flexibility with stacking the like, go ahead and, and snipe me bro article and um yeah you've got to be flexible also like it's a real balancing act with something like the manifesto like getting a large enough sample but like also being specific enough that it, it's actually telling us something so there's a lot of stuff with like player archetypes and specific players that's like going to totally change things like with stackings the easiest one if you're taking justin fields or or whatever that that's gonna completely switch the one thing i've found interesting thinking about it and like the impact of stacking in that article is I've talked about it a little bit before, but it does seem to me that there's, I think like it's almost more valuable than in DFS with the best ball scoring and not having to use the correlated players. I know you guys have talked about it some, but I, I haven't like actually like simulated anything to like prove this as true, but I definitely think there's something there where like having the correlation as an option, but not having to use those players actually makes the you know the correlation more important than you'd expect meaning like you could have yeah, what do you mean by that? Pieces, like you could over well, like it three or four players but you don't actually have to use all four like if you're double stacking you know burrow with with chase and higgins and dfs and chase has the alpha game and then higgins is like kind of shitty right like you're probably going to lose to some some single stacks that are burrow mm. and chase right but if you're in best ball you don't have to use t higgins score that week you know, and you might use T Higgins score of the week before the next week. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. distribution yeah. weekly. So like you get the optionality of using the correlation if Burrow goes off and maybe both receivers go nuts, but like you don't have to use it because you've got other receivers that can play in that spot. And same thing with game stacking. Like sometimes I know some of the sharp players in DFS actually think like game stacking at, at certain points and certain contests is actually like overdone by the field. Um, but like you have to use those players scores. Like there's definitely... I know. I think the optionality aspect of it change it probably changes. Yeah, you can be like directionally accurate. Is is really what it is? Is that you need that game to go off, but you have multiple outs for like picking exactly. You don't have to be perfect in predicting exactly how the game will go off. You can have guys from that from those games, and you need enough of them to hit your lineup. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think we'd play DFS differently if we had eighteen roster spots in DFS you know yeah you'd, you'd build like these a lot of game stacks right like and even you'd correlate you know just you wouldn't have to pick the players exactly right and yeah i mean there'd be Leone, i got a question for you i've been floating this theories and like i have all these theories that might be completely wrong but since i'm just starting to hammer a bunch of my own drafts i'm like yeah i got all these ideas i want to talk about um and i, I floated this a couple times in the, um on shows last i think on ship chasing and on adp chasing maybe but this idea that with like the correlation and the stacking and how you're kind of reducing things you want to get right, that I don't, I don't necessarily like the ones that are really pricey stacks. And I like, 
the the Eagles one that people are doing where they're taking AJ Brown in the top five so they can get Devonta Smith and Jalen Hurts at the two three turn and get all three of them as their first three picks and how that boxes you out of any other players in the top forty five or like the, the other one is obviously the Chase Higgins and then Burrow in the fourth it's three of your first four picks or maybe you get Burrow in the fifth it becomes a round but like it's still a lot in in the Bengals. My theory has been like I kind of almost want to be unstacked or uncorrelated in my first three, four rounds because that's where you have a lot of really good players. And a lot of them don't even necessarily need games to blow up to score well. Like the Cooper Cup was an example we used. Um, he can have a huge game even if there's not a huge blow up game in week 17. But in DFS, like we talk about this with the premium stacks, like when you have Mahomes, when you, I think of Mahomes, Tyreek, and Kelsey back when Tyreek was there, and you had to pay so much of your cap to do that stack, and how hard it was to actually play that double, that double, and even fill out a viable lineup. Do you think there's anything to this that like we should almost, and especially as the tournaments are huge, we should almost want to be parlaying uncorrelated outcomes? Because there are like there's a differentiation element to just having random players that aren't correlated in the first three four rounds, but then like limiting the things we have to get right later with our stacks, with like cheaper. Yeah, I mean honestly, I don't know. Like it's one of those ones that's pretty difficult to parse. I've gone both ways on it. Like I've done the Chase Higgins Burrow when they've been at the top of my board, but like without intentionally kind of going for it. Um, I think the difference from DFS is on a week-to-week -week basis, like the first 14 weeks to advance, you don't have to be perfect. So there can be a better, you know, round two wide receiver than Higgins, like in, in your, your Chase Higgins example. And you still built a team that's like reducing things you have to get right in terms of like the Bengals passing offense is just great. And you're still probably going to advance in that circumstance. And then when you get to the playoffs, you get some of that stacking optionality that we talked about where you can use the double stack, but you don't necessarily have to. Um, but there's certainly, I asked like really early in the draft season, I asked Pete and, and Pat in our discord chat, I had taken Tyreek in the first round and I was like between Waddle and a similar wide receiver. I'm like, do I stack Miami or do I kind of just hope that I get like the double alpha seasons by taking i think at that point in time amon ra was going a little bit later i was like or do i just go amon ra over waddle and i think pat and pete each gave me a different answer so yeah it's, uh it's it's complicated i i, I want i, I wanted the the stack um for me it comes down i think how big the final round is matters a lot um, right the, the bigger the final round the, the more i would lean towards what you're saying ben where i would want to have uncorrelated pieces up top Hope those are the guys you need in the final. They're each smashing. Maybe most maybe of my I drafts are BBM or puppy. So that's what I was kind of coming at it from. Is like these are huge yeah. tournaments. I think you can do both in yeah. that. I think I think the the final round, especially in the puppy, but even in BBM, like I don't know. I don't think you you need to be perfect. Not that big. It's not that big. Yeah, it's yeah. under five hundred people. Like it's a small field DFS tournament basically. So if you happen to like if Jalen Hurts has a monster week in you know, week 15 or 16. And then again, in week 17, like I think you're, you're as long as you can get that team through, like you're going to be pretty happy. You, you built with those three guys. But the way I'm coming at it is more like, I mean, maybe, maybe it can be just that like the Bengals are so valuable that they're all league winners. Those three, but it's like, there's, there's going to be league winners in the top 50 picks. Like that's why, I mean, we're pretty good about but it's weak. It's weak winners is really what it comes right. down to. It's so who wins. I like league. I think weekly is easier to say like any, any roster. I mean, not any roster, but a stacked roster. Like I, I guess I would make this case for winning one week. It's more about like, are you limiting 
you're stealing for the season, I guess. I don't know. That probably. probably are a little bit where like in like the Tyreek Waddle example, I mean, it's tough because both those guys are like top five. And so maybe yeah. that's, but like, like the Chase Higgins example, um, you know, but let's say you're between Higgins and Devonta Smith. Like I'm usually probably going Devonta Smith in that point in time where I'm, I'm hoping to get both guys with the alpha, you know, season. And that also like with the regular season prizes probably increases your odds a little bit, but I don't know with it not having to be perfect in the regular season to advance though. I don't think like you have to be that perfect, I guess. So yeah. I'm like, okay with the correlation, but I'm also, I'm not reaching for it. Like I am, you know, when we start to get into the double digit right. rounds or even like the middle late single digit rounds. So like to your point, Ben, I'm not, like if I get Chase, I'm not like itching to get Higgins. In fact, usually it's I'm more thinking like you are, where if Higgins is the best pick there at two three because the way it broke, I'm taking him. But I kind of rather you know Devonta Smith sure. fall in me. Got it. Yeah. What you know? Not I know it's not one for one with the DFS comparison though. But when we're thinking about stacks, like remember when Tyree Kill and Kelsey were on the Chiefs and based on salaries, it was almost impossible to premium stack those guys, the Mahomes, Kelsey Hill, like you were hamstringing the rest of your lineup. Say with the Eagles last year, sometimes it would be a little bit more doable because Devonta Smith's salary would be more in the mid range or T Higgins would. So that's the only thing like, and again, I know it's not one for one, but thinking about how much that hamstringed your lineup, like you would need Mahomes, Kelsey and Hill to each go for like 30 plus to pay that right, off. Because the opportunity cost a- is all the other high price players on the slate and someone some other high price player at some position on the slate might do well and that's sort of this and their construction though the construction part's different though like so that part's still applicable a little bit to season long where you've got the same opportunity cost with other high price players um but the in terms of the roster building though it's not the same because you don't have to shove like a bunch of 3k guys to make it work like you've you've got your 18 rounds and you're gonna have 18 rounds no matter who you take, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like a 7k tight end and an 8k wide receiver and you can barely fill out the lineup. Exactly. Yeah. You don't get like punished for it in the same way. Like with like that example with Tyreek, I mean, Tyreek on the chiefs, he could have these massive games. So, I mean, you could easily see an example where Mahomes goes off in week 16, brings along Tyreek. Tyreek is like massive chalk in the final. And then, like if you if you have a dud from Tyreek, but it's leverage, and Kelsey is is crushing at your tight end spot, I mean, I I think that would be a be awesome. <laughs> like you'll you'll yeah. you'll fill out your second round pick some other or your uh your, you know your number one wide receiver spot. You're gonna need someone to to come through for you in a big way. But it's like not actually. I think that's an advantage, not a disadvantage. You guys are helping me see the merits of it for sure. Yeah. I do like, at least in like the Burrow example or say even the Dolphins example, the fact that you are getting the quarterback a little cheaper um, in both of those instances makes it a little more palatable to me versus the Eagles one where you're burning those three. The Eagles one, you got to reach a little bit, right? Like you got to reach on Hertz and two. I guess you got to really Brown is what in order to get it going top five. I think you're giving up a lot of projected points. We we were just we had like some meetings in Chicago earlier this week and we were talking about A.J. Brown. And it's like people think we don't like AJ Brown, and it's like he's going he's going so early. Like he, he was out targeted or targeted the same as Devonta Smith. And like I prefer AJ Brown and Devonta Smith. This is just a side tangent on AJ Brown in particular. But yeah, to your point, like it just 
I mean, he's just priced really. I've already right now. I've already talked negatively about DJ Moore's price, so I have no comment on this. I actually well, I, I like him at, at price, but um, let me ask you guys this because I had AJ Brown. I'm not doing the AJ Brown Devonta Smith one very often because I don't think I can get uh, Jalen Hurts coming back at any kind of reasonable rate. Like most of the time, I'm just gonna yeah. be stuck with them. But I did go for it in one draft and did not get Jalen Hurts. But then I just took naked Josh Allen in the third. I was like, I, I kind of like this. <laughs> like, I feel like I, I have the, like, obviously you need a monster game from Allen, but now in a situation where one of those guys fails, AJ Brown or Devontae Smith, like kind of like fails, like maybe, maybe like I capture through those guys or through one of those guys, like a lot of what Hertz is doing. And then Allen, you know, I'm going to need to blow up as well. I'll stack him, but he's so easy to stack with guys later. Yeah. I feel like I, Yeah. It's interesting. I don't know if I would necessarily say I like that, but I think like one of these things just like stepping back is just like the randomness of all this is like, right. I yeah. don't know. Who knows? But at least I have like a, I have a, a heavy hitter to go against Hertz. Who's having a hell of a game in week seven. Yeah. I was wondering yeah. if it's better to have the heavy hitter also with Hertz or to just say like, I'm going to construct it out later. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and if you, if you approach it almost with the way that we would think about building you know, gauntlet teams for the NFL playoff contest where you were, if you said at the beginning of the contest, I want to build for a Chiefs Eagles Super Bowl, that was really hard to do based on the ADPs. If you say, I want to go into a draft and I want some teams where I'm at heavy Eagles and Bills, really the only way to do that is through the top two Eagles wide receivers because the Bills offer so many late stacking options in the way the Eagles don't. Right. So if you were to do that, at least you have Gabe, the tight ends, all that stuff. With Eagles, I mean, Goddard off the board, and it's Kenny Gainwell and the, and the running backs. I mean, there's nothing after There's Goddard. nothing left, which is kind of a way, like, one thing you can say for that stack is, like, you've captured – I mean, Goddard – this is disrespectful to Goddard, but you've kind of captured the whole offense, and that's definitely true of the Tyreek and Waddle stack, where it's like, I have the Dolphins now. If you snipe me on Tua, like, I'll survive. I've got the whole offense. If they blow up, I'm good. Yeah, the thing that's interesting about like the Burrow in Miami examples is people will not want to take those guys unstacked, and that's why they fall. Whereas yeah, people yeah. are very willing to take Hertz and Allen unstacked, sure. and so you're just not. You can corner the market on Eagles wide receivers early. It doesn't matter. Someone's it doesn't matter at all. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can get Burrow. I've gotten the when I've done the Burrow Higgins chase. It's like round five Burrow usually. Yeah. Like and then. That's pretty good, but yeah, anything nice. else, Mike, since like writing the manifesto, doing a bunch of drafts, have like putting anything into practice from the manifesto been harder than you envisioned or things where you're seeing the board more clearly? Just curious now that you have some drafts under your belt. Um, I've been drafting all sorts of structures, I guess, like just kind of being all over the place, like the being flexible thing. Um, it's the room you get in is so much variance in what you're going to do. You know, I've got some some high T drafts with like three running backs in the first five rounds. And then I've got, you know, drafts where I haven't touched a running back until round eight. So like all over the place, I guess in general, I've been trying a little bit more to get the, the my late round running backs. I've been trying to get more in like the early double digit rounds. Um, I think Pat talked about it a little bit too. Like That's a big point of emphasis for me too. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think these guys just have a much better hit rate it's easy to talk ourselves into the really late round guys, but uh, you know, once you start getting past the guys with like a 150 ADP, like these guys are really shaky. Yeah. So what are you taking late? Very late. 
so end. I'm usually taking tight end. I think early in the draft season, I'm like more open to the three quarterback or three tight end stuff just because you're getting actual starters late in the draft. I know like Siegel and um, some of you guys, not all of you guys are into Sam Howell and and like Desmond Ritter late. So there's a lot hey, of guys I, you can take late. Pat, you want, been, to, uh, you want to comment on Jahan Dotson coming out today and just firmly saying uh, Sam Howell's our starter? Is it? Did that happen? Yeah. Good for John. More or less. Oh so, God, um, I didn't hear that, but that's fantastic! Woo! Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah. I I got into it with uh, Eric Bymfor and Spike Week Discord for like two hours uh, on Howell. So if you're curious for for my updated Howell thoughts, uh, pre Jahan Dotson comment, but but still pretty recent, you can go. Yeah. Go check that out. I've been taking a lot of Purdy late. Oh, Purdy, I'm I'm in on. I I, I like. Yeah. I feel like the. Uh, you know, I, I do like a, a team that's committed to their quarterback, and they seem pretty committed to Purdy. Purdy is like a really good play. I was like very pro Lance a few months ago and saying like yada yada, his Purdy's elbow can't possibly be healthy in six, seven, eight months. Everything is saying that it is, and I didn't understand the injury. I'm not a doctor. Purdy seems like he's very clearly going to play this year, and they want him to be the guy. He's a good price. I was yeah, looking at stuff. One of my today. highest owned. I, I'm I I need to get more. I'm because I, I I'm not like aggressive about getting him. I stack that game up a lot, but then if I get Purdy, you know, like I won't like make sure I get Purdy basically because I'll I'll be like oh, I can get some other yeah round quarterback and I still have the game and I and then I don't need to be right. But I'm I'm now changing my opinion. Where I'm, or I I feel like I you kind of do need to be right because if you pay. Debo, Kittle, Ayuk are all expensive. You pay those prices, you can't have Lance start. Yeah, I actually you think they're Purdy. all. I think they're all pretty cheap if it is Purdy. Right, yeah, they're cheap if it's Purdy, but they're too expensive if it's Lance. They're all too expensive if it's Lance for sure. They're probably Kittle. a little too expensive if it's Darnold, but they're cheap if it's Purdy. Yeah, yeah, they seem about right to me. But yeah, when when I do get them though, I'm almost like always just like in my brain, like okay, this is a Purdy team. Like I don't take those yeah. guys a lot, but whenever yeah. I do. What do you think, Ben, about – so I get the Howell bet in isolation. I'm worried, though, if it is Howell, like that's good for the bet on Howell. I'm worried about like McLaurin, who I keep ending up with sometimes, just weird spot in the draft where you just need to take wide receiver there, like the impact that could have. Because like what if Howell sucks and he's like a rushing quarterback? I don't know. I could just see that. He's mobile, but his first two years he's at UNC, a... the big thing, he he didn't run really at all. And he was actually mm-hmm. really good from a passing perspective. He was a really highly touted prospect out of high school and was a like like the top quarterback in the class out of high school. Right, Pat? Like he was a real – and he was like a, a, yeah. a good thrower of the football in high school is what I'm saying. Really good his first two years at UNC when they had – uh, Michael Carter and what Javante and they had Deami Brown. They had like NFL players. And then when those guys all left, he ran for 800 yards his junior year, which was the point that like, uh, like Sean has made a ton of times. We talked about on bananas. Like he did it both ways. He carried the team on his back, became a rushing quarterback when he had to. But the, the thing that I've been playing with Howell is his passing upside has to be higher than Jacoby Brissett's who was never been good until last year, never been a starter two consecutive years. Been on four different teams the last four seasons. Brissett played pretty good football for the Browns last year. I wanted to take a longer look at who he actually is. He's not like he's a good backup quarterback, but he's not a high ceiling player. He's a he can maybe be competent type of player. The, the thing with Hal for me is he could elevate 
McLaurin, Dotson, those guys. That's the way I've been looking. I actually at agree it. with that. I that's that's not my concern with Hal. I think he can elevate. I think he's going to take chances. I think he's going to do some fun stuff. Um, I like McLaurin and Dotson a lot. I think that they're both really good picks. But part of the reason I like them is that I also think Jacoby Brissett's a good backup, and I don't care who starts a quarterback for, yeah. for the Commanders. I just right. want good quarterback play. So you guys are making me feel better about McLaurin with with Howell, but I still think. If I'm just taking McLaurin on stack, I'd rather Brissett be the quarterback. But I, 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 uh, yeah. I kind of would rather have Brissett. It's going to be a really concentrated route scenario. Like he can have a, uh, a like the. Like I mean, the, I guess maybe because it's just so easy to be like, well, he could have the Amari Cooper season. Like right. that's in my head. Like yeah. the uh, the thing with how like how often gets talked about like how much he rushed in college, which he did rush a lot as a junior, but he took a shitload of sacks. His his sack rate per pressured snap was higher than Malik Willis's in college. So that's to me like I'm just gonna have a hard time buying any of like the training camp stuff because I I just I don't know if he can't execute the offense I don't think that's gonna last he's not gonna last very long if, especially if they're not winning games and they're over unders like six and a half so they're not expected to yeah I guess and it still goes both ways because I do think don't you think the most likely scenario though in the same way that Ritter finished the season. Um, for the Falcons last year over Mariota is that even if Hal struggled early, like, or I guess it would depend how good their, their team was right. Of like, how would make sense of being the guy who finishes the season, right? Like what, if they're not a playoff contender, what's the point of rolling Brissett out there the last five weeks? Right. Teams are just so stupid though. Yeah. And I, so I've made the point again, you know, the, the hot seat thing I think is another major issue with Hal and, it's a major issue because the most likely candidate to replace Ron Rivera when he most likely is fired this year is Eric Bieniemy, who has not gotten a chance. And it seems like kind of obvious that he should have gotten a chance before this, but he essentially is the young player in this scenario. He's the one who's trying to show that he is worthy of more opportunity in the future. I think he would be playing that quarterback who's executing his offense. I don't think he would be scouting whichever quarterback is going to be the long-term franchise option for the commanders. So, but one thing I would say, and I agree with all, all of that, uh, but like, I think you're making a pretty big assumption that how will, I mean, there's scenarios where he won't be able to execute, but like he won't and Brissett will. Like, I think Brissett is a competent backup. Well, fair enough. Also be bad enough that they could lose a lot of games with Brissett under center. And they'd be like, we need to bench him. Like, I think one of the outcomes that's possible is how starts the season I think we're all afraid that he gets benched for Brissett. I actually think that might happen, but then Brissett might then get benched again. They go back to how, like Pete was saying, they're like, actually our offense looked a little bit more, like had more to it when Howell was playing and they kind of go back and forth a little bit, but you get like 10 games out of Howell. I still think he's a viable pick in the 20th round. If you're getting 10 games out of him. You know? Yeah. I don't, I don't know and if the lazy. case for Howell's that he gets benched, but then Jacoby's so bad. He gets the job back again. No, I'm exaggerating. I know, I know. I'm exaggerating. You're already really hurting. That that really hurts you as part of a three quarterback build, though. I think like you. That's not what I want in a three quarterback build. I want. I've mean, been saying it as like a backstop, game. worst case scenario. Right. I know. So I know. Like, I know. But, yeah. But I do think that my, the 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 times that I'm most interested in how is when I have an elite quarterback, because then I'm like, okay. I don't know what's going to happen with this guy, but. I might not even need them. Like I, I might like get two games. Like if the at the price that I'm paying for these league quarterbacks, if I get two games out of Howell, that might be enough to get me through. And then I'm probably riding my elite guy the, the in entire a two QB playoffs. build. In a two QB build, yeah. 
So I'm doing him in three QB builds where I'm not taking a quarterback before like pick 150. Yeah, I don't want him as part of those because I want I want yeah. guys who have jobs the whole season. Like basically, those those guys probably don't have that much weekly upside. So I want a guy who every week is going to have a chance to go into my lineup. If he misses like five games of the season because he's been briefly benched or whatever. I think that really hurts my chances of advancing. I'm already sense. kind of behind the eight ball in a three quarterback build to begin with based on the last few years. Yeah, that makes sense. But what, couldn't you try to have a, like two of those guys and one that actually has weekly, like I think how has weekly upside is the thing, right? But you just have a game start question mark. Yeah. How has week, weekly upside for sure. I think, I think he does, but it, it it's like, if you don't have, like I like pairing him with Mac Jones. It's like okay, well I get okay. I think confidently about like seventeen games out of Mac Jones, and he's probably going to be what you just described as part of a three quarterback build, where it's yeah he's going to play every week, and hopefully I get some usable games out of him. But then Howell has some more ceiling, I think, on a weekly basis. Yeah, if you do like Pickett, Mac Jones, and Howell, and Howell's the star all year, that. I think you're going to be pretty happy. Yeah. I've probably done that exact thing. Or Purdy. And I mean, Purdy Howell, you get a lot of games started risk. I'm trying not to do two of those guys. Kyler is another one that has a game started risk. But I I like those guys in the three. I like those guys in the three QB build where one has some game starts risk. But I want my quarterbacks to play games. I'm just like, just don't (laughs) fuck this up for me. Like, my thing with these quarterbacks, like, you guys probably don't matter. Just don't fuck it up. Like, I, I, I nailed the earlier picks. Just don't fuck this team up, guys. That's, that's one, how I one approach thing, late quarterback. One thing I'm starting to do a little bit more is dig into the playoff schedules. And I think Brian and I are actually going to talk about this on Lulz tomorrow, but some cold water on both the Mac Jones and the Sam Howell stuff. And those are two guys I like is their playoff schedules are brutal. Um, Washington's at the Jets in week 16, cold weather game against one of the best football teams in football. And then at home versus the Niners, one of the best defenses, mm-hmm. Mac Jones on the road in Denver in the cold in December, and then on the road in Buffalo in December or January. So like <laughs> the schedule stuff is. So you're saying all my teams guys. are dead. <laughs> no, but Gretch, I've been drafting those guys too, but I'm starting to layer that into my thought with some of these guys. Honey, like, we're going back to Oregon next week. We're going <laughs> to draft 30 more teams. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it's, uh, it's tough. It's tough. Um, GA seven says, uh, no, noted draft quarterbacks that play games, but I do, I do yeah. think if you just take guys with job security, it's an actual I did, differentiating really uh, strategy right now. It's a um, good point to pound the table yeah, on the, players that are actually playing games. The <laughs> average team total for Washington for this season is like 19 point six and then for the three playoff weeks it's 17.8 yeah and that sucks yeah and that's that's a decent drop off that's one of the biggest yeah on the 19.6 my my thing on Howell's like oh well we maybe this isn't just a you know a systemic miss and and washington's way better than this because howell's so good but you're talking about the gap between i mean and that's a problem even if that's a miss and they're better than that then it's still a tough schedule in the playoffs i mean it's, hey, hey guys, yeah it's hard the, but the, the, you, the chat you guys want me to tell you it's going to be cold in new england on january 1st that's shocking to you where do you live gerardo where do you live leone is yeah. it is it ever like unseasonably warm in buffalo on january 1st no <laughs> goodness um, Leone, how did you uh what did you what were you looking at there for that schedule stuff that, that's, that's uh jack miller just put together a spreadsheet for us just some of the books offer like the 
the actual like spread in total for every single week. Um, yeah. So he just averaged out weeks one for 14 and then weeks 15 to 16. So I don't, it doesn't look like there's a ton of teams where it matters a lot, but um, Washington's definitely not, not great. Yeah. And if anyone who plays DFS knows how this stuff comes into play, but people, what happens, people are saying like it gets double counted too much, which definitely happens. But Leone, you could tell the people when those outdoor cold weather games, even if it's not like 60 mile per hour winds, like the totals come down in those environments. There's also some risk that you're dead. I mean, there's just that it's, you know, the totals come down, but a lot of times it's like down and it's, it's fine. You know, it's, it's not what we want, but it's fine. But then there's some weeks, especially with like Cleveland. Like I get worried yeah. with Cle Cleveland's the yeah. last few years, they've had like Those one or two games a year wins. that have just been, yeah. Like I'm like totally direct. And then we had, I mean, we had last year during the playoff weeks, the whole Northeast that one time where like everything, you know, the bills were playing Chicago and it was crazy cold. Cleveland was one of them when they played New Orleans. Like there was just a whole, I mean, as a tiebreaker, like you'd rather be in warm weather or in a dome. Like I think yeah. that's pretty obvious. The fact that there's this much pushback to it in the chat shows me it's maybe one of the few edges remaining here that people, hmm. it's like the DFS players prioritize dome games heavily and yet the best ball players don't want to think about it. <laughs> this is a really good example of probabilistic thinking. And, and we're all trying to sit here and talk about how, like, yeah, maybe it's only like 20% or less of the outcomes that it's really significant or impacts the game. But that does shift the range of probabilities. It shifts the way we would consider the play. And then there's a lot of people that are like, yeah, 80% of the time it's fine. Like, fuck off. Why are you guys even talking about this? You know what I mean? Like, and people just struggle with probabilistic. It is things. difficult though because in order to really do it, you probably need to lower every player in those games slightly in your rankings. Because once you take that player, I think you should still be building around them and correlating like that game's going to go off because you just took a player from the game. So you're going to need you need points in that game. Yeah. So and then it's like how much do you knock each player because it it's going to feel like too much. On and and some of it and some of it's already baked in and like the things Michael, uh, Michael, sorry for the official name, uh, looking at the average Vegas uh, total for weeks 15 through 17, like you can go through and look at those. The Chiefs have the highest 27.25 average 15 through 17. The Cardinals are at the lowest 15.17, almost 12 points lower. The market is down on Arizona. The market is high on KC, but sometimes in between there, you can find some of those that are a little interesting if people are you know, maybe overpricing relative to, to certain situations. So I do recommend looking at that stuff, um, not double counting it, but it's just in Gretsch, I'm still going to draft Howell. I'm still going to draft Mac Jones, but it is just a little thing that I'm putting in my head to be a little careful with. Yeah. It's not like you're moving guys a full round, you know, no. I mean, just like stacking, like you're just, these are all like weighted tiebreakers, right? Like, right. Pat, you made a comment earlier when I brought up Kyler. You're not taking Kyler. Is Kyler a fish play to all to the room to all three of you? He's gonna he's gonna be hurt, and then like people are like, yeah, what if he comes back early? But he's not gonna run as much either, right? Like he's not a good. So player. he's got a lot of variance in draft rooms, so I'm fine taking him when he really falls a lot and just taking the gamble. I sort of do what I've been doing a little bit. What Pat has done, where I'll kind of take him with an elite QB, where I'm only taking two quarterbacks, and then like. Maybe I bank a second quarterback upside late in the season, and I don't really need him early, especially if you know the other QB doesn't have an early bye week if his bye week's later. But 
I don't know. Their their team total across the entire season is unbelievably low. It's insane. Um, so yeah, no, it's unbelievably so, low. Okay. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say. Someone said the dome bro stuff is entirely different. What? Why do people like the domes? Is it maybe because they're protecting them from random weather events? <laughs> I mean, they're they're the exact same thing, dome and non-dome. Um, what were you gonna say, Pat? Nothing matters. Anything can happen. What's kitchens? What's kitchens comment this year? Uh, uh, we just don't know. We just, we just don't, don't know. know. Yeah. We just don't we know just what the weather's gonna be like. I don't like that. The, my thing with Kyler. The reason I have trouble clicking him is one, he he feels very expensive to me for like what you're getting. Like you're we're missing a big chunk of the season with him. And then we know the Cardinals are going to suck. We don't even know is Clayton Toon, is it Clayton Toon their week one starter? I mean, they could be horrendous. Like they could be worse than the Bucks, and they might want to keep it that way at the end of the season. Like I, I think delaying Kyler's return because they haven't like won more than one game. You know, he's on the table at least. Yeah, the yeah, it's I'm on the table. Is- we talk about like I don't know these NFL organizations though. They just seem to like rarely ever actually do that. Like the guy's ready, he generally plays. I mean, it's the thing- not the smartest thing in the world. Yeah, and I, I do think, I do think it's stupid. an outcome. Like you said, like it's an outcome. I'm not saying it's not, but it's a new GM, saying- a new coach. So if you're gonna do it, you, I mean, if I it was, sense. it's just I've, yeah. I if I was the new GM, I'd be like. I would be this would be like my my plan because you get one shot at this and if you get the number one pick you're gonna be able to unload Kyler and start fresh and then you're potentially gonna have like a, a long run as so I don't know I would be it would be very tempting for me to do that. Uh Leonie, I'm getting uh I'm getting sick of dealing with the chat. I feel like going on oh, a yeah. run might just be a nice well you to gotta oh you, I've got it. You had one of the all-time best uh super chats that you got I know I do need around. to pull that up. Uh, this is uh <laughs> on, on a more serious note. So Shane Simpson says, sorry to start the stream on a morbid note, but my dad passed away this January. Very sorry to hear that, Shane. And I would just really like to know he's resting easy. So Pete, do you think you can make sure he has a happy ending? <laughs> For me and service him. Uh, we will definitely service your dad tonight, uh, Shane. We are going to go for a run, and Pat and Greg <laughs> and Leonie and I. Publicly. I will service it. I will be running down my neighborhood going like this. <laughs> Servicing your dad? I, I guess it feels weird to say it like that, but you know, different strokes for different folks, Shane. And it's truly sorry to, to hear about your loss, buddy. Yeah. Sorry, um, Shane. So I think this is how we're going to do it. Because I'm not going to be here, uh, I think, Pat, you should maybe share your screen. Are you willing to do a, a little BBM draft here? Yeah, I'll do a BBM. I uh, I have a little apology that I that I need to make. I already made it once on Pete's stream earlier today. But apology to Slow Draft Nation. Apologies <laughs> to uh, to Pete. Apologies to Sam Sherman uh, for, for laughing at, at their ridiculous amount of slow drafts. I am now... About 130 slow drafts deep because I was like, I'm oh, sick okay. of multi-tabling the puppy. I'm just getting this thing done. So uh I cannot do a puppy because I max the puppy. Yeah. You have 130 Did- slow drafts. I I think slightly more because I still have some bulldogs and some chow chows in the mix. They're uh, all active. Yeah, yeah, I've got it. <laughs> I'll share my screen. You'll be able to hey, see. Pat, um Pat, you know that when your accountant told you to play a lot of best ball this year, he meant like price point, not just like volume of drafts, hey man, right? There's a pretty good price up top. I'm like, I'm, I might as well match this shit. <laughs> Jesus. Hey, um, uh, tip from someone who's done this before once. 
Yes, uh, give me some turn, tips. Turn the phone, turn your Wi-Fi off on your phone before you head yep. out because it gets all fucked up when it switches. Yes, Wi-Fi will be off. I'm going to switch to my it. Bluetooth. Have any other tips? Because I feel like last year you did an, a surprisingly good job. I feel like I'm going to be like Blair Witch Project, Bouncy. Do you have any like steady cam advice? I don't. It was a blur last year, man. I don't. All I remember is getting out there. Turn. My advice is talk to your neighbors as much as possible. <laughs> how do I like? So I'm. I just don't understand how the people who like run like fast are drafting like their actual teams. It's like it's one thing to respond to Karain as he's managing the draft for right. Us. Exactly. I just can't believe right. people can like run fast and actually draft the team. It just boggles my mind. Yeah. Um. All right, I'm gonna get uh, set up here. Uh, I'm gonna come in from, from scroll, people. Scroll, Kareem. Scroll. While All right, while you guys can look at Pat's slow drafts as yeah. Leonie and I get set up here. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> this is you why still, we're gonna be. You just finished the puppy with yeah. slows today. I finished the puppies. I did about twenty puppies fast and then i was like i think i'm good i think i'm because when i do a fast draft i want to do best ball mania at this point like i think it's time to you know start yeah ramping those up or i'm doing some DraftKings stuff so uh is the puppy almost full yeah the puppy's like very close to full oh wow it's really 96 percent full they'll launch something after the puppy i'm sure when's it gonna fill I mean, if it's 96, it's going to fill like tonight or like two days. I would say it probably fills like by noon on Friday. That would be my guess. So maybe I got to make a drive tomorrow during the day. <laughs> Clear the schedule. Listen, you know the, the trick where you star everybody on the team and then star everybody on the opposite team in week 17? I'm doing I that. I, I, I don't do that. I know the trick and I don't do it. I do it. I, I started doing it on these slow drafts, and it has made because it's annoying, right? In the first couple of picks, you just want to fire it. It feels so fun just yeah. to pick and move on. But I'm making myself do it every time, and I think it has made a big difference. Like once you get to round four, round five, you're like, oh, I took Drake London, and now Justin Fields here to value, and I'm going to just take naked Justin Fields. I might not have thought to do that. So yeah, I, th- I think that's, that's where you got to do it because when you're looking, yeah, I got to do a better job of that. Where's Leone? You still don't have Leone. Guys hear me? Oh, these guys are saying it, I, it's going to fill before noon tomorrow. It's going to fill definitely by the, tomorrow around 8 a.m., which I'm west. That coast. early? I mean, it, it is pretty big. There's uh, 200. Oh, it is. Yeah, people are flying into it right now. Well, can I you guys I'm, hear me? I got enough yeah. puppies in. Will someone acknowledge that they can hear me? Yeah, yeah we can hear you. You getting a little uh, a little walk uh, warm up in right now? I don't know. No, I just us, wanted to make sure you could fucking hear me before I start jogging. <laughs> Jesus, we said we could start running. <laughs> I am fucking running. Get in the draft. <laughs> Where's Leone? I don't want to start with Adam. No, we don't have Leone. I don't know. Probably eating an ice cream bar and bailed on me. That would be so savage. We just went downstairs and got ice cream. Oh man, I hope 
this. Let's get this fucking draft. I mean, we, let's get this going. I mean, come on. All right, you, you seem to be in good shape. Let's just wait for the other. <laughs> I'm so sick of this cardio club shit. It's just such a dumb bit. <laughs> The speaker was you're, you're, one piece you're of servicing advice. the audio listeners a little too much there. Someone's dad died, and you guys want me to fucking mute myself? <laughs> yes. We got a yeah. super chat that says to tell you to pick up the the pace. So you know, there's five bucks that wants you to, to dance. All right, here's Leone. Leone's also here's Leone? walk in. Yo. Wow, you're dude. so much quieter than Pete, dude. Pete's well. He's walking. He's like in his front yard right now. Oh, Pete's oh. running already. Oh, he's, he's sprinting. Running, yeah. We're waiting oh. on you. Oh, there he goes. Can you guys hear me? Okay. Yeah, you sound good. Nice. This is like the ASMR version of what Pete's doing. I'm just. I'm not even helping with the right arm. Pete, are you there? I don't even hear you. No, we muted. We had Pete mute himself because he was so loud when he was running. You're uh, a lot quieter. It says Leone's a pro. The chat, uh, big time fans of what you got going on here. Mike Leone, silent assassin. It's so much better. Leone, quality A. plus. All right, so we're on the clock. Uh, Jamar Chase went first. So we got a Justin Jefferson 102 here in Best Ball Mania. I think we take it. AJ Brown to get unique, guys. <laughs> <laughs> wow, chat is ripping into Pete. We, we got Pete's gas already. Pete's an amateur. This is Pete's uh, in a wind Chat's having a rough show tonight. First of all, they ignore that weather exists. And now I fucking run for them. I'll end this stream right now. <laughs> end this stream from the stream. I don't think you can have this. I don't think you have those I think he's still right now. Yeah, I think he's yeah, still he's, logged in. He's going to have to run back home before he can end the, end the stream. <laughs> what distance are we going for, Pete? I mapped out a 5K. Okay, I like it. You guys are going to run a 5K right now? That seems nuts to me. We do it for the people. Wow. <laughs> well, guys, we're close to the turn. So, yeah, a lot of downtime in between to just watch you guys run. <laughs> Cross the road. How's the run? How, how uh, you know, how, what's the weather like out there? Dude, it's a beautiful night for running. It really is. Just had a little rain. I know the chat doesn't really believe that rain's the thing that happens. But it did rain here earlier. How's that affecting your cadence or steps per minute? I think I'm I, I'm probably at too fast of a pace right now. I got so pissed off at the start that I came out of the gate too hot. Yeah, I'm running a little hot. I'm like nine nine minute pace here. 
I mean, I haven't been running since the marathon much or since Ragnar. Why why are we carrying the show right now? Fucking host yeah. the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Got you off, like listening to you guys. This is this is the best content we've had in weeks. I don't know what you're talking about. Jump in and cut this off. (laughs) I'm hosting the hell out of this show. I just let it breathe. It's a little bit avalanchey so far. We got Chris Alave at 204, Waddle at 203. We just got Chubb at 205 to the Eckler drafter. That guy is in for one. Uh, non batch started running back, running back. Good luck. Ooh, and McCaffrey Taylor also. Diggs went ahead of McCaffrey. Is it ever like really funny when there's like a non-badge or someone who clearly just doesn't realize they jumped in a ship chasing draft? They just have no idea what's going on with the wide receivers. Yeah, and you feel. I mean, I think that's that's what's going to happen here. Yeah. Um, So Devonta and Higgins went. We're one pick away, and we're all the way to you know no man's land at receiver. Pollard. What about Tony Pollard. Yeah, he's there. Yeah, Pollard's Reese, here. Stevenson, Henry, Jacobs, Henry, Stevenson, all those Jacobs. Guys. I almost oh, a bunch of go. running backs available. Judy, Judy went two ten. We guys think about Pollard. <laughs> you guys have jumped the shark. Yeah, who's Pollard. the best wide receiver there? But I like. Yeah, who took wide receiver? Pat. Debo's the best wide receiver by my. Well, rank. DK Metcalf, DK Metcalf is ADP, as well. and Ridley and Debo were all there. All right, let's go Pollard. Yeah, I'm in on that. Will you click the wide receiver tab real quick, Pat? Debo, DK, Calvin Ridley, Keenan, Amari Cooper, Christian Watson. Basically, we're on the wrong turn at wide receiver. Yeah. Frozen. Um, well, the quarterbacks are all here, and then the running backs are here. And Mark the Andrews four five turn is going to be brutal for wide receiver too, because there is kind of that drop off after mid. I'd be fine going Debo, or we could take a non wide receiver. Set up our Purdy stack. Debo Purdy stack. Pete, yeah, no one will see that coming. <laughs> right, we're on the clock. Brees, Henry, Jacobs, Andrews, all the quarterbacks, and Debo. Let's let some running backs fall. They're going to fall in this room, right? And, and grab Debo, I think. Let's I play know. the room. Play the room you're in. Play the room you're in. All right. Grabbing Debo. My receiver boat, in case that wasn't clear. Right. Debo it is. Jefferson Debo has got to be somewhat unique, right? Debo doesn't go on that side of the draft. I think he's lot. worthy of that pick. All right. I'm starting all the Cowboys. Darn all the lines. Let's make it tough on the computer, actually. How's my camera angle? Pat, Pat, don't ever star people on a stream draft. Your rookie move, Leone. You're, no, these uh, aren't these aren't um these aren't like guys I'm hoping we get. They're so I can see them <laughs> on the thing. It's a billboard. Your angle looks fantastic. Pete is sideways and bouncing around. Um, it's it's really no contest. Who's who looks better here? I'm slowing down. Though. I went out a little hot too. I'll even start oh. with Sam Howell for you guys. That's- Pete's got back to vertical. Nice, Sam Howell. Yes. Pretty healthy. Let's do it. I don't think McLaurin's going to make it back, but he would be a nice little mini if he did. But there's just no McLaurin's going to go on like two picks. 
It has been a non-wide receiver heavy third round. It's been kind of nice. Although Brees finally goes, Derrick Henry goes 310. I mean, this is... Man, A.J. Brown drafter stacks with Hurts. The Diggs drafter gets Allen in the third. We're wow. friendly room. Nice I got one slow in. I think in the Chow Chow that was Diggs Waddle Allen, and I'm still, I'm still excited about it. That's Ooh. pretty fun. Yeah, That's very fun. I love Waddle so much again this year. I like Waddle too. Yeah, he looks great. I like him better than Garrett. I think. Really? Yeah. The, the alpha on upside on Garrett seems like more enticing to me, but I like Waddle a lot. Yeah, I get that. Why not both? Just take them both. I did a Garrett Olave in a, in a puppy. I had, a, I had like a million one twelve, so I just did a Garrett Olave as a as Ohio State stack. That's kind of unique. I did get a little unique in the puppy. What's that combinatorial ownership at? <laughs> Pretty low. A little cloudy. A little cloudy up there. There Are goes McLaurin. DJ what? Moore back in the middle of the fourth round. Drake London. All these guys are gone. Dude, Grudge, we're starting to fall. I think if people are drafting off the ETR ranks, they're giving us a chance. Yeah, yeah we're all we're all trying to find the guy who did that, Leone. <laughs> hey, I'm not I'm not complaining. I can get some fifth round DJ Moore. Feel a little bit better about things. So what you're saying is you willingly are sandbagging his ranking to pump your own bags? Yeah, so I can get to my two percent DJ Moore and butter. All right, so spot. ETN fell to us. Um, what that seems like a pretty good value. So did I take, take ETN. Wait, take I him. Did. Fuck off. Right back on the way back around. This is a this is a crazy crazy value on on ETN. I think. What are the receivers? Ayuk and Ayuk, Godwin, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Tyler Lockett. Let's go, ETN and Godwin. ETN and yeah. Godwin. I'm Team Godwin. We already have Debo, so that's why I was saying Ayuk. I think if Ayuk gets here, he's kind of a smash. Flexibility. Flexibility. So no, let's, let's keep betting on the bet we made. Flexibility. I, I think Ayuk makes more sense. I think I, I, I'm with Godwin. I, they've convinced me. Are you saying Godwin, Leonie? <laughs> I'm Godwin, but I can go either way if you want to just do Yeah, you're outvoted three to one, Pat. Do you, do you know how checkoffs Purdy works? You talk about Purdy being a smash at the opening of the stream. You think he's really making it back to us? No. He's going to go two rounds too early in this draft. Yeah, that's not really even a consideration for me. Yeah, I think we're going to play Baker. You bet on the 49ers, so you bet on the 49ers. And Dude, I like how you over Godwin anyway. So, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's just crazy talk. Today. That's crazy. Yeah. You I slap he's every fucking year. It's unbelievable. Godwin is in a horrendous situation. Leona's yeah, getting the adrenaline is going. Mm. You've jumped the shark yeah. on Ayuk, Pat. I'm not even that big in Ayuk. I just think Godwin, I mean, you have to hope he's better than he was last year. He he looked pretty bad in a number of metrics. I know he's coming off an ACL tear, but you're like banking on that. You're banking on like, no, no, he's gonna When's be the last time you tore your ACL and played football a year later. All right, yeah, because every guy who tears his ACL and looks bad looks great the next year. That always happens. And the situation. Exactly. Is I'm glad There's you no said No red that. flags. We don't have to worry about any red flags with Godwin. It's just wheels Thank up. Thank you. I'm glad someone said it. 
<laughs> You're getting hammered in the chat, dude. They're not letting you go right now. What's the are chat the saying? Are the what ghosts are the chat servicing? Saying? Are the ghosts servicing tonight? Pete okay. is in the RP10 zone. Blair Witch Pete. Pete having the worst performance of his career on camp. I mean, it's a pretty good start. Blair Witch Pete is a good one. The only 5K anyone watching this has ever seen is the recent subscriber milestone the slow pass just hit. Oh, man. We got a, a note to breathe through your nose. <laughs> Dude, you come on stream and breathe through your nose. Boy, you're no, you're fine, Leone. It's, uh, oh. it's actually uh, Pete's Android that's huffing and puffing, I believe. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's don't make this... Don't make this an operating system battle. You want to come out for my nose breathing? Come after me. Who do we end up yeah. taking? The chat's trying to buy you a new iPhone. I think they're going to have a... Didn't Laird send them one? By the end of the stream. Where's the Laird iPhone? If I don't return to $1,000 in Super Chats, the show is done forever. <laughs> <laughs> His issues an ultimatum an hour into a stream and about a half mile into the run, I think. Where well, I'm at 1.3. Where are you at? Oh my Pete? god, you guys are burning. I think I'm about halfway done. I just did the loop to head back to my house. Oh baby. Wow. Oh god, you're bruising. Oh yeah. Maybe I'm allowed to fucking breathe hard when I'm fucking running. <laughs> also, how are you supposed to like talk and run? All I do is juggle, juggle many feats for this audience. And what do they do? They just critique me, Leone. Unreal. What setting do you have your lights on? Are you just stale green? I don't know. I think. Oh, no, you're, no, you're, it's going, the, you're like me. You're cycling. That's the move. We're cycling. cycling. Shout out, Leone, for sending me his glow sticks. I should get a promo code from Tracer. <coughs> Ooh, it's starting to get It'd be easier there. if you guys were running in a dome, says uh, Ryan in the chat. I wish. <laughs> Actually, I don't. It's beautiful out right now. I would take that back. Yeah, chat, we don't need to Chat's having now. a Summer. pretty solid Summer, show, I'm not going to lie. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, in defense of the chat. Oh, Ben, we're starting our pod soon, right? Yes. This weekend, right? Yeah. I gotta oh, get yeah. some projections done. I got a little stick over the last week. Where are we gonna over. start? We gotta start somewhere spicy. Um, the only divisions I have done are the East divisions. They're not that spicy, but with the Bears, DJ Moore. That's the North. I gotta, oh, okay. I gotta get. I'd have to jump to the North, but we could. We could start there. Start on Sam Howell. Did you? Sorry, I, I lost you. I was saying I could get the North done, but. Uh, no, we'll just do the East. Yeah, we'll start on the East. All right, we're on the clock. Uh, no wide receivers left. It's out of Brandon Cooks, Rashad Bateman, Kadarius Tony. So we could think about that. But Kyle Pitts is here. Oh, Kyle Pitts, smash fast. Yeah, let's do it. Wait, isn't this the what? What turn is this? Six, yeah, seven? six eleven, and Bateman is like the best receiver left. We have three oh, receivers. Seven oh two. I kind of feel like we should just take Bateman and get a fourth receiver. I like. I mean, uh, we we are literally guys. completely uncorrelated right now. Uh, yeah, that's flexibility. We'll, we'll back our way into it. Correlation we'll gives it. us flexibility. I would suggest maybe Brandon Cooks, who's correlated with Pollard. I like Cooks. I think 
better anyways. But we could Cooks. also go Lawrence, but I like the receiver here. You like Cooks yeah. over Bateman, Leone, you're saying? Yeah, dome games, dude. Dome games. Well, but it, I mean, I just I'm excited for the Baltimore offense, but cuts. It's a lot of. Uh, will you hit wide receiver real quick? Just click the tab on the on the screen. Yeah. Yeah, damn. Dude, how the hell do people actually draft like this? Kadarius Tony is the ADP value at wide receiver. He's uh correlated cooks. I'm with Pat. Correlation. Yeah, correlated cooks. We need to we need to start building something. This is just a cuts, 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 cuts. Players. Are you guys worried about the uh, Liz Frank thing with Bateman out? The chat thinks this is the worst avalanche of the year. It is. I don't. I don't love it, man. Getting a cortisone shot, right? And now he's going to miss time. I mean, hopefully it's nothing. But you don't like to see that. Who's that? Yeah, and I mean he's missed a lot of time already. And they got guys they brought in. Like I still like him, but yeah, they have a. I know it makes me nervous. Like it's it's kind of hard to to like piece together but i mean they've added a lot to their passing game this year between yeah it should be fun to see um i love the ravens likely. like but... they, they likely was a right. hit last year so they have two good tight ends and now they i have, mean they're also know. they're like deep at wide receiver like yeah uh nelson Aguilar is not like anything at all right but he's a he's like a guy if you need him as a wide receiver forward to, to run some routes like he won't like right. totally blow it Devin like Duvernay, a wide receiver choose last year like yes yeah viable as a wide receiver for around Laquan Treadwell. They brought I mean like I don't think these guys are good, but like they still have Deverne. They're not nobodies. Yeah. They're not nobodies. Yeah. Right. Well I like I feel like the great call on the Debo pick Pat that kind of let us navigate this avalanche room. This shot. Well you guys you guys were were on board with that. I mean I thought that was you. Well whatever. Good job team. Yeah good job team. (laughs) I think that was me. Yeah. Yeah. Good job team. Yeah, no problem, guys. So recap the team for the audio listeners. We're literally servicing ghosts right now. Uh, we have Tony Pollard, Travis Etienne, running back, <laughs> Justin Jefferson, Debo Samuel, uh, what could have been Chris Godwin and Brandon Cooks, and then Kyle Pitts at tight end. So we have a little bit of a Cowboys thing going on. Um, Did you say what could have been Chris Godwin? Yeah, because it could have been a, a 49ers double, which would have been a little bit. You mean it could have been Brandon Ayuk? Could have been Brandon Ayuk, yeah. It actually we can, was We can draft Danny Gray for Pat so he gets his 49ers yeah, double. I, I prefer Jawan Jennings, but but thanks. I, I appreciate it. Dude, we're going to get there. We're going to have enough. I mean, we don't need to go insane. We're going to be fine. There's definitely some ways we can we can build this out. Also, Brandon like, Cooks at 702 is not where I thought we would be tonight. I'll just say that. It isn't. I mean, where were your expectations? Uh, no, that's a good point. <laughs> Wide receivers, the position is essentially done. They, uh, Rashad Bateman just went. Zay Flowers just went. Cortland Sutton just went. Uh, like, Michael Thomas is the last guy. Uh, oh, oh, Elijah this, Moore, who just went as well. This is where I'm like, I'm okay even, like, a second tight end a little earlier and just assuming, like, it's okay if my wide receiver is in the flex, you know? Right. We're playing to fill three spots. I know it's like contrary to what we usually do, but 
Yeah. Way to fill three spots and get the other value. Yeah. Well, you can't well, the, like the there's nothing here. Like, what are we supposed to do? Well, yeah, the tight end isn't even like there isn't even that much value because Waller and Goddard went. We were into the Joku group. Well, just like hypothetically, so yeah. I mean, but running back, I mean, same thing. Like, we could get to four running backs for each four wide receivers and still like make it work. Yeah, I, I feel like we should be hammering running back a little bit now. We're outside the wide receiver. We could window. also take care of quarterback um, on this turn. We could double yeah. up and take care of that. I mean, Dak, are we close to Dak or would that be too early? We are close to, to Dak range. The guy at the in the one hole has Burrow. So if we want to take just Dak here, we could probably get him in the, the early ninth, I would guess. Uh, yeah. No, no Cowboys on the team out of the one hole, so – um what's Dak's ADP? Cousins is it sorry? What's Dak's ADP? One hundred. One hundred. That's right. So here. That, that's about the right time. And then Cousins we could reach for by about ten picks if we wanted. Uh Javante yeah. Williams, James Cook. So Cousins is wow, maybe not in this room, but in some rooms cousins is easy to backdoor with like I don't know, eighteenth round Musgrave or Jaden Reed and Dobbs. Well we have Jefferson, so we don't I mean it's a I'm a backdoor uh, the other side oh. with him. Well, right, so we're on we're the up. clock. So we have Javante, uh, Prescott, Montgomery, Charbonnet. Oh, dude, D- you guys are going to blame me, but Demont with the correlation, and I actually think he's a good pick at ADP anyways. I kind of like it, actually. Let's do it. I was thinking Fryermuth at this turn. It was completely uncorrelated, but would have given us that two tight end thing. But, I don't mind. Uh, we got we to gotta go Dak. Are we here. just going Dak now? We've got. Yeah, like, I think we go Dak. Dak. Yeah. And then um, we could be flexible if we go. We could still do three QBs late or something with like Howell or Purdy. Just. Yeah, we could still do Purdy as a single stack. That'd be fine. Oh, so he he actually went quarterback, but he took Geno, fortunately. Um, so he's got Burrow, Geno. Have you guys seen anybody team. out on the road that you have passed or anything? I passed a couple, couple uh, kids biking, but that's not it. Nope. It's been pretty lonely out here. I'm almost done, though. Five kids in the books. Hey, dude, you're, you're like the gap. You're like 2-3. All right, grab Dak. Pete's looking like the weekend meme from the Super Bowl a few years ago. <laughs> Did you see when he freeze-framed for a second? <laughs> he looked just like it. Oh, no. I think... Uh, Gibbs and Montgomery are actually like both good at ADP right now. But maybe that's too reliant on the HVTs from last year. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think, I think, I think those think are I'm a little like misleading, that. right? Like, how many times is Amaran going to fall down at the one this year? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, he's not scored 16 touchdowns. I feel like you can make like upside cases for both of them where like Demon is Jamal Williams with more pass catching or yeah. Gibbs is DeAndre Swift with more total volume. I'm not a big fan of Montgomery, but he fell a little bit past ADP, 
and and it's correlated. correlated. Yeah. yeah, pick ninety five correlated. I can't really argue. We've come a long way from Josh Jacobs correlated round eight last year. <laughs> I think. Uh, I think to Leone's point, like even if there's not as many goal line carries, there's going to be a lot of running back receptions because that's just been Jared Goff. More or less, you know, his whole career is gonna he's immobile, he's gonna throw to the back. So I mean the biggest problem would be that Goff just sucks and it's just bad. Yeah. They they definitely need to score a touchdown. Like they're not gonna score as many as they did last year, but the backs are both gonna need to find the end zone quite a bit. Pat, we got an important question here. Uh they want to know if this makes us feel fat since we're not out running with uh lazy, I would say for sure. Um they're saying if I can do my prison gym class. Uh, yeah, the the prison gym class that I last attended uh, sometime in 2019. <laughs> yeah, <get> right on. <laughs> but, hey, you uh, once... have like a where's your what's your home gym situation? Now you want two million dollars, dude. Yeah, I do Pat, not have a home gym situation. Pat just uh, pays other people to work out for him. <laughs> yeah, it hasn't <laughs> for some reason it doesn't work very well. Actually, uh, my my gym situation is that I play a lot of pickleball. I played pickleball today with Dalton Cates, friend of the show. Of stealing lines, uh, little little pickleball doubles. So you know, activity, some cardio. Nice. Pete's already home. He's inside. Dude, he must have run like a twenty-five minute. <sighs> He's drinking some water. I can hear him, but I can't see him. Oh boy, nice one to uh, post that portrait of him. <laughs> himself like there he Pete, is you gotta pace yourself to finish when the draft finishes rookie no i'm getting in the saw and i'm done <laughs> that's a flex god i'm so that jealous a flex. Of the that's a pretty big flex that's I a pretty not, big flex i've just <laughs> <not really laughs> pete does this make you wish you did ragnar Pete just in the sun in the background. <laughs> now I know why I want to do this stream. This all makes sense now. Do you have your headphones on, Pete? Can we hear you? I mean, I hear somebody shuffling. I hear, I hear him breathing. Can you hear That's me? Yeah, yeah, we can. We can actually hear you much better than before. <laughs> yeah, you're. this is great. This is ideal TV right now. You like down in the sun. So there's only been like a couple receivers the last like three rounds. Uh, oh, Scanmore yeah, just went. Damn. So could it come back to us where we're like can actually take one? Yeah, I think like Juju still on the board. Oh, gross! But it's twenty picks know, past man. ADP almost. Fifteen at least. Right Dude, now. fifteen picks past ADP in a room that's a wide receiver avalanche. That's like right. An easy pick. Even right. if I don't know. Are they going to sign Hopkins? Like this ADP might not be. Uh, that's fair. Very reflective of his final but- ADP at all. I don't know. He, he just he went. just he went. went. Darnell uh, Mooney's the next one, and he would be right around ADP. And we took Pitts, and there's that. We also uh, have Mingo, which is a bring back on ETN. We have Rondale Moore, which is kind of an ETR value. Khalil Herbert, Rashad Penny, Elijah Mitchell. We could go nah. Mitchell as another 49er. I think Penny's uh, the clear next best running back. Personally, he just went. I feel, I feel like any wide receiver at or after ADP. We just kind of take Mooney, so, Mingo, Rondale would be your wide receiver. Ming- to the top. Mingo's the closest in as a bring back on on Pitts. 
He's also 12 picks ahead of ADP, though. He's not a value. I, I think we should go Mitchell and build out the 49ers. Well, if we did, so can we go Mitchell receiver? We go Mitchell quarterback, probably. We have four seconds. Yeah, go ahead. We'll get Mitchell. Why do we have to not go quarterback? We don't, don't have know. to, but it's a, it's a je- stack with Jefferson and it's Kirk Cousins. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, past the, yeah. Okay. Take Cousins. Way past ADP. Yeah, cool. But the guy on the start- turn has two quarterbacks, so the bet was he wasn't going to take him. Cool. No, that makes sense. So I, I didn't realize it was Kirk. So, well, the room will probably snipe us, but like Dubs and Reed. Pete's yeah, we that's who we're looking for now. Yes, yeah, so the guy on the turn has Burrow, Gino. He just took Rondale. And Nico. So we're back on the clock. I'm going to take Kirk. Over 10 picks past ADP. You guys good? Oh, we lost me. Yeah. And then we're just kind of like sucking up whatever wide receivers are there next, probably, unless there's like yep. a crazy good tight end value. I, I don't I don't think Elijah Mitchell was the right pick. I don't know why you were hung up on him. Like we're building out the Debo bet. We just it's just one SF player that we have, but like Herbert was correlated to Pete's back at his desk already. Yeah, Herbert would have been fine too. And I just, I also think like Debo and Elijah Mitchell are probably like vaguely uncorrelated just because of CMC injury, CMC injury, CMC injury, baby. Yeah. They're kind of correlated in that regard, I guess. I mean, that's like a drying pin, but like. Possible. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like Khalil Herbert a lot. So I, I just didn't think that Mingo was that great of a pick there. Wait, like. Still pretty far ahead at ADP. Um, we've got guys with both Dak and Cousin Springbacks that are kind of like in the next few rounds that we're going to be wanting to take, I think. So yeah. getting that fourth running back, I liked. Yeah, I, I was just kind of talking through it a little bit because I do like Mitchell. I've taken him a decent amount. I think he's a fun pick. I just don't know that it, like I like him building through like when I've played San Fran's passing game, you know? I feel like it's a different run out for their season where Elijah Mitchell's having a good year. But I guess the CMC injury, Leone, I mean that that is a like that would be a, a huge hit for both of them. Yeah, maybe Herbert was the pick though. I mean, I like Herbert too. Michael, are you are you calculating our buckets allocated to various positions while running here? Yeah, it's all up here. Our wide receiver bucket sucks. <laughs> yeah, I see that. Pete, the, the uh, chat want to know if you would uh, read our team for the audio listeners now that you're done. I will until until Michael Zimmerman puts some respect on my blazing 5K time right there while streaming. So, Dude, what did you Michael. finish at? I don't know. We'll have to look back on it. I think it was probably around 24, 25, I would think. I don't know. Nice. Not that fast. I just, I just finished 29, 39. <sighs> what a – so who did we we said so we're done at quarterback? Yeah. Yeah, we're we're done at yeah. quarterback. If we had like a super late purdy fall to us, I think that would be semi interesting. But other than that, I think we're done. Man, Rondell Moore was oh, he was there at yeah, he was there instead of Elijah Mitchell. I almost feel like we should have just taken Rondell to get a we could yeah, yeah, we could have done that too. What are we gonna be in like Jaden Reed, Marvin Mims? territory here we only have like four receivers no we what do we have four 
which is yeah. not ideal, but like, I don't know, like you can't decide that receivers are going to be there. R- Rondell Moore would have made some sense though. Yeah, we could have gone wrong. I mean, it's, we'll, we'll see what we get, but like, I mean, we can play to just fill the three wide receiver spots though. I mean, you sort of have to in these rooms a little bit. Yeah. Like, like a few of these super wide receiver heavy teams are just going to be worse versions of all the other teams. Right. Gallup's gone. What a, I mean, will we double up Kirk with Osborne? Oh, Gallup would have made sense too. <sighs> yeah, Gallup would have made sense. That probably would have been the pick. Um, I mean, yeah, Osborne's fine, or we could just single it and get some Green Bay dudes. I mean, I guess in Dubs is probably gone. His UD ADP is pretty yeah, high. Yeah, he just went. Yeah. Yeah, Gallup. What do we ADP? Will you click on a wide receiver real quick? (sighs) What if you just clicked over and there was literally nothing there? (laughs) (laughs) I gotta ask. Genuinely, would not be shocked. So yeah, I mean, sometimes Taekwon are guys you could just reach twenty picks for, but but also like sometimes when I know we're gonna take a bunch in a row, I just like honestly go ADP order and just like hope for the best. But yeah. Well, so I mean, not feeling. not not feeling, but <laughs> you sure? You sure, you're not advocating for Adam Thielen, Leone? There goes Mims. I think we need to take guys we like because the room's the not chat is high. sitting over there. It's like the Bart Simpson meme. They're all looking around like Leone, advocate for Adam Thielen, please. please. Yeah, I, I think we. Yeah, I mean, in hindsight, I like these running backs a lot better than the receivers. We probably should have gone Gallup yeah. or Rondell, but it's it's tough on the fly with four sure. people yelling. Um, yeah, we were really low on the clock. That was tough. I kind of like Jaden Reed here, who's a bit of a reach, but is a bring back. I would, yeah. yeah, I think Reed makes Reed. sense. You read, yeah. What about, I mean, Reed and Chark? Isn't Chark coming back on something? For Chark's us? coming back on ETN. Osborne's not, not going to come back if we don't take him with this next pick. Where's Osborne? Well, neither oh. will take one Thornton. Uh, yeah, just take best take, receiver. Yeah, just take yeah. Osborne. Like okay. I'm good with Taekwon too. Taekwon's like lighting up camp and is like actually might be he's he's the kind of guy that might be a ninth round pick in a couple, you know. I'm like I like Chark or Osborne, but okay. Let's Chark go Osborne who's who's a double on Kirk. I think that's yeah. I mean to get the double at ADP is kind of I don't like, think Osborne okay. I think I, I don't understand probably, this ADP at all with Addison there and Hawkinson being as big of a target. I don't like it was. either. I, I mean he's you can see where he's on my rank. He's just he's very I think far down. Contingent play. It's either Addison is hurt or yeah, yeah. for some reason not good. But he wasn't I just even think having Kirk doubled. Was Addison good. wasn't on the team after Hawkinson came on last year. He like he did nothing. Well, he had oh, that he had, massive he had that game against the Colts. Week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I'm not taking. He went nuts. He dropped like was wasn't that like a 35 point game or something? Yeah, yeah. He went nuts that one week. Oh, I'm it was in a dome that. too, for the record. <laughs> 10, 10 for 157 in a TD. All right. I guess I forgot that even happened. He also went to the University of Buffalo. So he's got that going for him, which is all nice. right. We did, we did good here. We got some we got some good correlation on this team after all. That's like told you it was gonna happen, Pat. Yeah, right. you were really you've been really concerned about correlation the entire time. <laughs> Yeah, Mr. Uh, Flexibility over there. One of my big takeaways from the manifesto was that you can kind of over-correlate your teams. Like, there were some spots where you can get to where you have, like, too much 
stacking with your quarterbacks where it starts to... You can, but if you build it in the whole way through, then you then to me that's the flexibility is that I go, oh, I kind of I hit a dead end with this correlation, but I it gave me another opportunity that I could have built through I and feel I didn't like build through it and that's okay. Yeah. Your reasoning so like is the opposite of what you were saying though. Like if you're okay hitting the dead end, you don't need to like force it early. Right. Well, yeah, but if I then if I don't build it in throughout, then I can end up in a situation where I am forcing it late because I'm like, I don't have any correlation. So now I'm doing like a fucking Stroud bring back bullshit. I have thing. run into that with some of my slows when I wasn't doing it enough yes. early because I didn't want to be. Because yeah. I, I wanted to be more like specific on the players I was picking. I, didn't have, I don't have any exposures even like started, you know? So I'm just like, these are the guys I like. I'm going to take them. And then I was like, I got to, I want to build in correlation after that. But I've, I've run into that. I know what you're talking about. You can run into spots where you're like, I don't have correlate. Like, the, the only it's way like I can none. Cor- yeah. I have yeah. To, you're like, not like, you're not like picks. dead, dead, if that happens. I mean, I'm being a little contrarian here, but it's not like you're stone dead. You know, it's just not ideal. It's just, yeah. it's just really easy to avoid if you break a couple ties to just make sure you have some. To make sure you have yeah. a couple paths. Like, give yourself a couple different routes. Because the way that generally happens is you kind of put your eggs in one stack's basket, and then someone comes in and blows it up and now you're like i don't really have another option for this team it was supposed to be this thing and now it's not that thing and it's just kind of a a weak team well, we middled it. i think we middled it fine like no no this got, is a good team i like i like yeah, the way this built. yeah yeah did anybody in the chat go for a run because of these guys i see jared mon saying inspired me first run in a year did that is he saying he went out and ran while we were streaming he must have congrats sweet. jared yeah i love that what it, this is probably looking like a three tight end build for us, just knowing where the available talent is. Yeah, but Porta's already just... gone, so oh, he just went. Yeah, man, Rapier's stealing all our guys. Pat, now doing this exercise is Pat. Is this the first BBM four draft you have streamed on your account? This is the first one I've streamed. I'm I'm also doing it off my rankings in solidarity. N- now doing this exercise yourself, Pat. Do you think it would be possible? to win best ball mania streaming all of your drafts in piss boy rooms. Uh, I don't think I would win best ball mania. <laughs> I'll say that. I don't think I would win best ball mania for doing this uh, 149 more times. Don't worry. I don't think I am either. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to give you some like pretty f- fun, unique builds though, that are probably not. It is. Yeah. As bad as they feel. They're fun. They're unique. <laughs> We're having so much fun. <laughs> I did. Uh, I did show you guys in the chat today my first four tight end team, not on my own will, but via secret mission on the Swolecast today. And I actually didn't even hate how it turned it out. Uh, I, you guys have just gotten me, but I will say I am not doing the five tight end. Dan Zach will not win. No. Four is my max. I'm with you. I don't. I don't get the five. Four is my max too. I don't. I don't understand the logic behind it at all. Like four is already hard enough because you're only starting two, but I get it because the capital is so low. But Dan's five doing the thing just... that we're He's on the clock like... here in a second. Oh yeah, let's see. Any oh, any uh, any receivers that you guys are interested in oh, at Jesus. all here? I like Donovan Peoples Jones. Okay, that seems um, fine. Deontay Foreman is correlated. Uh, be done at running. I kind of yeah. like the. Ch- uh... I think we Atlanta can go. Pits? I think we take a running back. He's got seven receivers here and three running backs. So he's probably taking a running back. 
So I think we decide between Foreman and Hubbard here. I like Foreman better, for sure. I don't even think it's close. All right, wow. All right. Dude, Hubbard, it, I mean, now that's Hubbard's a hot bat. Hubbard's, I mean. I mean, dude, the, the simple case, the ball, Mike, is so. that Hubbard's in a two-man backfield and Foreman's in a three-man. Yeah, three-man that's going to run the ball like it's 1952. Yeah. The, the Panthers ran a shit ton last year, too. Well, they had a new coach and everything. I mean. I, I like them both, but I don't know. I, I guess I'm just pushing back on saying it's not even close. I just feel like Hubbard's a handcuff play and Foreman isn't. Who are the other wide receivers? Um, Hodgins, Renfro, Slayton, Downs, Woods, Hart. I mean, we're just scratch-offs at that point. Yeah, I feel like it's definitely DPJ. Right? No? I mean, yeah, I think it's DPJ. Yeah, let's go with it. ADP says by a lot. I don't really like DPJ, but I, I would take him there. I, yeah. I mean, hopefully if Watson's good, he makes some big plays. And right. I don't know if Elijah's going to get him off the field. Well, then they're talking about doing a lot of like spread stuff, like five wide stuff. He would be mm-hmm. a, a big part of that with his speed. I think he, you know, he's got the thing we always talk about, like he's got a, sp- a specific skill set, the, the speed. I think, I mean, last year they were they were kind of keeping him underneath a little bit too much, I feel like. And now that Elijah's there, I think he can just get back to being more of a vertical weapon. It might actually be good for him. I can I can see him being okay. If if Watson hits. So we could be, we could go two tight ends here with Pitts. And then we could add a running back and a receiver and do I don't think two, we six, need to get two. to six running backs in this build. We don't Taylor, need ETN, to ETN Montgomery Mitchell Foreman seems rock solid to me. It's more about what is what has a better chance of hitting our flex. The running back probably the, the tight end three. Pro- probably, yeah. I think Ferguson's a priority. He went, didn't he? No. Uh, he won't. Oh. You guys like Ferguson more than Musgrave? No, he's in the queue, yeah. Oh. You like Don't him you more want the double do. with Dak? Pro- I mean, probably. I was just thinking, we- I didn't know if we had a bring back on Minnesota. and We already kind of got a double and a bring back on Dak. But, I mean, yeah, Ferguson's probably better. I feel better about Ferguson's lead on Schumacher than I do about Musgrave, Musgrave's lead on Kraft. Yeah, Musgrave's more of a gamble than, yeah. but I think he has more upside. I guess I will say my exception to a, a six running back would be Chandler with the Kirk stuff. That I guess I'm not a not opposed to that. I mean, Jawan Johnson looks great if he comes back. Yeah, Chris Godwin mini. Love See, it. I knew you'd come around on Godwin. I, I'll come around on. I mean, if we had Taysom, I mean, I'd be pounding. Taysom. That's when I started really so breathing like, heavily when Pat was throwing shade on Chris Godwin out on that run. <laughs> Your phone was acting <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah, I'd thrown it on the ground. Uh, Matt asked if you heard us say that we're going to start a projection series, Leone. Yes, Matt, you did hear that. Can't wait. In the next week, I think they'll probably be on the feed already we're gonna start recording here in the next few days dude that's crazy because that's one of those there's a few things you know in fantasy that make you feel like the new year's starting like the mm-hmm. mfl 10 of death your guys's projection series is another one of those scott fishbowl it's well, like we're all right, doing it like at here. least a month earlier this year it feels like and people right? demand it though they need it yeah we are getting a little earlier Maybe but really good yeah. but probably like two weeks earlier yeah 
Uh, this seems like a good time to mention too. Gretchen and I are going to have uh, a fun night tomorrow night, back to back randomizer and best ball after dark over on my YouTube channel. How are you feeling about some of those prompts that started rolling in today, Gretch? I feel great. The chat was asking for drinks. I, I had to go sober tonight so I could save up for the, the doubleheader tomorrow. It's Pete's birthday tomorrow too, right? Wait, no, it it's is. not your birthday. Is it your birthday tomorrow? Tomorrow. Oh, it is. Yes, it oh, is. Wow. The, the Modellos will be flying with Gretch. We're going to have a fun night. Happy birthday, I, dude. I saw it. Yeah, Thank dude. You. I mean, I don't I don't tweet a lot these days, so I, I my mentions, like, I, I saw a few of the, of the prompts. One was to drink a beer out of the the husky helmet that, that was one goes. of my favorite ones that's I gonna be all there. over my fucking that's gonna be everywhere i mean the people you know how it works the chat says something and you just have to do whatever they you say have, you have to, i mean that's how i roll we're <laughs> uh, gonna have to find a creative way to do that one yeah i think gretch i mean you might end up having to host best ball after dark because i'm i'm doing some marks for my birthday with lauren and then we're gonna get the modellos flowing during randomizer we might just be blacked out by the end of it let's do it so we could do a three quarterback build with Purdy. Oh no, he just got he just went. Um we could do oh, Ty wow. Chandler here. Uh I don't really see much else. I wouldn't I think mind prioritizing Ferguson. Ferguson. Yeah, the guy behind he has one tight. he has one tight end, so I'm fine doing that. Yeah. Does he, he have any tie? Yeah. Guys, really think world. this dude's taking Ferguson? Yeah, no. All right, take Ty then. What's well? What are the tight ends? I mean, Michael Mayer's here. Isaiah likely. It would be kind of weird if he took Ferguson. I think it would be yeah, weird. It's fine. Hunter Henry. Right. There's a lot of guys. Yeah, Mayer, Mayer goes. He had Hawk too. So this morning, though, Pat, Pat, and I were sitting on the stack, and a uh, Casey sniped us from Jalen Hurts just purely to spite us. So you can never put anything past these guys. That's fair. <laughs> I, I forget. You guys have the the stream experience badge that I don't have. Dodging bullets there. Never a doubt. Never a doubt. All right. So we're kind of like free rolling this uh very last. What, what's our team? We have three tight ends now, or do we... we have two tight ends, Kyle Pitts and Ferguson. Okay, we so we're a... kind of free rolling this last pick, right? It's basically just best player available. Best player available, so. uh probably Break ties to wide receiver, I would say, since we yeah. had yeah, that long, makes sense. long stretch before wide receiver five. Would you, you say this room compared to normal rooms? We just go to the tight end tab. I feel like normally, a, like this is fairly wiped out compared yeah. to what you'll normally have available at tight end. Jasicki's yeah, a really good pick here. Jasicki, yeah, and Henry. I would take both those guys. Gretch, yeah, have I you would... ended up doing any? I know you're not super far along in your slow drafts but have right. you done some of your gesicki henry pairings i've been grabbing a couple of them i'm not sure if i have gotten the triple the the double yet all three um i'm Wait. i'm so pat instead of the starring thing what i'm doing on these drafts is i'm renaming them fairly frequently you wait <laughs> you're renaming the drafts as they're going like that's Stafford that's really pick. oh that's yeah. smart dude yeah I should do so that too. That's the no way I can do it. That's awesome. Moment. I was going to say that's psychotic, but that's exactly what I would do if I was only in slow drafts and couldn't enter more. I'd just be constantly perfecting my David conventions. Well, I mean, I change it. It's like, you know, I don't want to, it, it happened organically because I kept forgetting and then I'd be like, oh, that's this team. It's like, I got 30 teams going, you know? 
Um, so Musgrave's probably somewhat on the table, right? Or no? But I said that because yeah. the yeah. the one the one draft I'm on the clock in is uh, New England backstack question mark, and I've already gotten <laughs> Mac and Gesicki on that one. I might grab Henry. Dude, Gretch, that's actually genius. Uh, using it as a way to quickly jog your memory for if you were so, in a ton of slow okay. drafts. Yeah. I love that. That's yeah. smart. So we just lost Musgrave. Uh, is Marvin Jones too gross as a bring back? Yes. <laughs> I don't care. Only that's a Leone. Leone convinced me on Marvin yeah, Jones in the championship of the Fantasy Football World Series a couple of years ago, and we won because of it. I don't think I have any Marvin Jones, but so if you're out, on wow! If Leone doesn't have any well, Marvin Jones, we got to take him off our I mean, board. <laughs> does, does it? I mean, <laughs> it's a rough scene for me. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's like the worst thing here, just because all these receivers kind of suck. So just take the correlated one. It is but. a pretty weird bring back, though, given that he's like a placeholder for Jamison Williams. Like it's not like he's not Hartland either right. playing week seventeen. I mean, we can um, just go, do. We uh, have any? Correlations that make we could do K. Dotton as a double up on the Tampa Bay. Doesn't Cordell did we end up Patterson getting any Detroit? Bring oh, back, yeah. We got Montgomery, Montgomery, so we have that bring back, yeah. Um, oh, Patterson just went. That was my pick, man. Anything jump? I mean, out you here? could just double tap the Cleveland wide receivers, take Tillman with DPJ. I, I don't mind that play it just try to hit a single at, at receiver yeah. yeah i i think that actually uh, yeah that yeah that sense. makes sense that makes a lot of sense i think stuff like that's underrated when it's yeah. such a late pick and if you had like an injury to amari or elijah moore couldn't tillman and dpj both be out there in three wide receiver yeah. sets or if they do a lot of the five wide stuff i was just talking about and it becomes like a an interesting pass heavy high proe team like it would be good for yeah. usable spike weeks for random guys if Watson is good and they don't sign someone, like one of those guys has to be like pretty good, a decent amount of the weeks. Unless the right. reporters don't think David Bell's making the team, so fucking I think, David Bell, Jesus, yeah. why'd you have to bring that up? Oh, he's the manager of the Reds right now. This is this is David Bell. We should do a highlight reel of him managing the Reds. That's our best highlight reel. My favorite highlight reel. By Probably far. the last time we're going to be able to play that clip. <laughs> one, one more time. When he gets cut. When he gets we'll cut. You better believe we're playing it. All right. Cedric Tillman for the single. Yeah. Shout out Kevin Tompkins for that clip, by the way. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible work. All right. We got the team. It's in the books. Surviving avalanche rooms. Wow. Can I name it now? I feel like a lot happened during this draft. What are you going to name this one, Pat? Have you been naming your best ball mania drafts? I have been naming them now. How rich. Some of us have to, <laughs> have, to have a little prayer when we finish a draft. <laughs> That's so funny.
I would. It'd be funny though if you're like, but I name every one of my puppy slow drafts. <laughs> yeah, that would be fucking <laughs> so sick. That's like serious. If anyone out there named all 150 of your puppy drafts, and I know there's a few of you out there, I would. I would sleep with one eye open next to you. <laughs> uh, let's see. This should be done now, right? Wow. Here we go. No names. Wow. I can't believe we're going to win so much money. Wow. And Gretchen Racer. What the fuck? (laughs) You didn't run and I didn't run. It's named after them, buddy. 5K. Oh. Yeah, so that's, that's how much five K run. Five K run. Five K. I thought he was like, "This is who I drafted it with." I didn't really read the five K. I was like, what? "Did I just show up for no reason?" <sighs> Pete, we get an extra five percent share, right? <laughs> yeah. You feel better? <clears throat> Crutch sad. <laughs> Feeling great. I did a five oh, mile um, bike ride earlier. Ooh, uh, nice. I've been, I've been feeling great, but I got a, a, a short 20 minute bike ride in. All right. Uh, Pete, you want to service the, uh, the audio listeners here? Sure. Um, so Leone and I went out for a run and this one does go out to Shane Simpson's dad, I know he would uh, love to have watched this stream, but we are going to service him here tonight as one of the many audio listeners who listen to Ship Chasing Show. Shout out to Shane. Shout out to Shane's dad. We love you. And for this team, I'm sorry, we tried to navigate a wide receiver avalanche, bad connections, 5Ks, all of that. Dak Prescott and Kirk Cousins at quarterback. At running back, Tony Pollard. Travis Etienne, major au value hound there. David Montgomery, that pick happened when my connection cut out. I don't know if I would have signed off on that one. Elijah Mitchell at uh, running back along with Deontay Foreman, who Leone thinks is apparently the best running back in the league and Ty Chandler uh, to round out our Kirk Cousins bet here. Justin Jefferson, alpha play pick at number two. Debo Samuel, the controversial Chris Godwin who Pat is going to lay awake at night wishing was Brandon Ayuk, but we did then get a fellow Brandon a few picks later with Brandon Cooks. Jaden Reed, because Romeo Dobbs was gone. KJ Osborne, because uh, Addison was gone. Donovan Peoples-Jones, because literally every other wide receiver was gone. <laughs> and Cedric Tillman, because you try to hit a single with the Browns wide receiver three and wide receiver four. At tight end, Kyle fucking alpha play Pitts. This cohort has had a lot of success with Kyle Pitts on their team before. And, of course, the final pick, Jake Ferguson, stacked up with Dak Prescott. There we go. Pete, I think uh, when he was talking oh, wow. about servicing his dad, now a ghost, he was looking for a little bit more of a, a physical servicing. Of- I, I know. It just feels so weird to say, hey, for Shane's deceased dad, let me jerk off your ghost dick. Like, it, there's just no way for that to make any bit of sense. But there- I'll be honest. I mean, it worked. It worked for me. I'm just confused by the whole situation. <laughs> I am too. I am too. I'm trying to, I'm trying to act in good faith here, Leonie. If that means doing that, I'll do it. You're a good I mean, person. The man paid 20 bucks on the super chat. He needed a jerk off motion. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I like this. Tyler says, please rename to Paris Pat watches Poor's Run. 
Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh Leone, I'm I think this is this is firmly a once a year thing. Oh once yeah. A year this only. is a tradition. I love this tradition. <laughs> I bet you do. Were you sipping wine this time? No. <laughs> what about next year are we going to do the beer mile Ooh, that would be fun rich you and i might might need to do some kind of drinking challenge next year yeah yeah well pete, i was gonna say last year was just leone pete added we might have, one of us might have to run with them next year we yeah adding people dude leone what if there was some kind of element with either <laughs> the beer like, mile I like the drinking thing or a 400 meter like where we pick so you have to like run a certain amount between picks it's like you okay. and so then like you're sprinting to get back to be able to make sure you don't time out kind of thing something <laughs> like that could be interesting oh yeah <sighs> yeah wait, you, is, could, you could have a like team a right you could, have, it could be a relay workout race. yes that's actually a good idea dude we could do like a relay race thing because then it's a 30 second clock so you you time it out so that you have <laughs> you should be arriving every 30 seconds a new person should arrive have time to review and then run again yeah, that would have to be a 200 meter if we're going to work off a 30 second clock. Um, but that would be a good clip. Dude, for 30 sure. second clock, we still wouldn't make it 200 meter. Are you serious? We'd be fucking dead. No, well, you'd have a, you'd have a, it's a sprint. You'd have a minute and 20 seconds. There's four of us running. Oh, all four of us. I see what you're all saying. All four of us. And then we get, so ideally it's like spaced out, but then it eventually would clump and someone just like, dude, you're up in 30 seconds, like fucking sprint. And you have to go. What and if, what if, the, what if the phone that you were drafting on was the baton and then you had to like pass it oh. to the next guy and then whoever was up had to make You run, you do it while you're running? Yeah. This is even better. I love relay rate, and then we get to do like ship chasing. For we'll do like versus the ETR crew. You know, everyone. Yes, has to yes, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. You could do it. Okay. You could even do it as a three man draft and do it as yeah. a three. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. All right. We'll we'll workshop this next year. The evolution of of cardio club. Oh, all right. We land in this plane. Yeah. Um. All right. What else you guys got going on? We got projections coming. From Gretchen Leone soon. Uh, Gretchen and I party in tomorrow. Randomizer, best ball after dark. If you're a YouTube member, um, you'll have access to those. Crane, what do you got going over on in your neck of the woods? Uh, I just did a big rankings refresh uh, this evening in preparation of this stream. I was drafting off the ranks. Um, so you guys got a sense of those. And the DraftKings ranks, underdog ranks, dynasty ranks, uh, all over at Legendary Upside. I uh, had a couple articles out last week. Um, on late round strategy and uh, on quarterback tactics in drafts right now. Um, it'd be a little bit of a, it's a little tight to see if I'll get the article that I'm working on done in time for this week, but uh, definitely too many by next week. If not. Yeah. Too many puppies for an article. A little too many, a little too many puppies, too many puppies at pickleball this week, but Hey, it's June in New York, you know? Uh, Leone, anything oh. else uh, coming out from you guys? No, but I'm going to be in New York in two weeks, Pat. Um, nice. I'm bit, I'm staying with Dink, coming with the fam, but we should uh, meet up one night. I swear to I'm God, a, if I see I'm a out of town the first of week of July, pickleball, no yes, more we... pickleball photos with Pat out there. I canceled it's... ADP chasing after seeing that with with Sam and Pat. The last week of June, so I think it's like the tw yes. it's the Tuesday through Thursday, like the last week of June, like 26th <laughs> to the 28th or something, or 27th to 29th, something like that. We shall hang. There you go. Um, all right. Uh, you guys, as always, uh, ADP chasing. You guys will be. Are you guys doing a show Monday, Pat? Um, 
we are doing a show Monday on AP Chasing. Yep. Yep. Um, make sure you guys are tuning in for that. Those shows have been awesome. Uh, hosted by Sam Sherman Davis on that. Gretch has swung by Pat on there. Um, really good stuff. Required listening. If you are drafting regularly on underdog, highly, highly recommend it. Appreciate you guys, uh, tuning in tonight for our shit show of a draft. Shout out to Mike Leone, the original night run pioneer for Gretch for Pat. This is ship chasing. Please don't cut David Bell. We need that clip to stay in the hopper. See all those fucking idiots in the chat tonight? Oh shit, we're still live! <laughs>